Hello, this is Sasha. And this is Steven. And this is Shut Up, I Love It. A podcast where we invite our guests on to champion an aspect of life in general, the world, human consciousness that they feel is underappreciated or underrepresented. This topic is very, very, very strange topic we picked today. That's that's why that's why I'm like warning everybody like right now. But before we start talking about that, let's introduce our guest. She is a comedian, uh, actor, actor, performer. She literally does many jobs with the very Al Pacino. Oh wow! I work uh, on Al Pacino's team. Um, yeah, rehearsing with him. Mm-hmm. There you go. Is oh, a way to say it, yeah. So, yeah. And her name is Steven? What is her name? <laughs> I'm, I'm real. I know I've asked her before, but I'm realizing now it's Melissa Hyman, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, no yeah. first last name one. Yeah. Because I remember the reaction. Right. Right, because I remember then I said, well, I have a cousin named Hyman Bratspiss. <laughs> I think um, he's dead, right? I can't. I can't remember. I can't remember. Well, welcome, Melissa Hyman. Hi, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for being here. I used to get upset when uh, the boys would tease me by calling Mm -hmm. me He-Man. Oh. And I later realized I would rather that be my last name. (laughs) I mean, Having to tell people your name is Hyman is... The boys love He-Man. From from working on Robot Chicken, I learned that the boys, like, they all do love He-Man a lot. Mm-hmm. You just can't get enough of it. So they probably were complimenting you deep inside. And I Ma- didn't know it. Melissa, can you pinpoint the time when that changeover happened? When the joke stopped being that your last name looks l- like He-Man and started being, oh, your last name is Hyman. So you mean when they realized what Hyman is and they went yeah, down that when road? It's, yeah, when it was like, we're no longer making fun of Sixth the grade. name for this reason. Okay. Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Because the only comeback I had was, it's not spelled the same. <laughs> Guys, it's not the same spelling. Mine's a German spelling. <laughs> is it? Yeah. And, uh, and as we all good. know, defenses based on spelling are the most effective <laughs> yeah, way to combat bullying. in middle school. <laughs> as, as Sasha Feiler, I know how you feel. There's a lot of people who call me feeler. Mm, feeler, oh. I hardly know her. Uh-huh. That kind of stuff. No, they never get to that point, but then they don't have the comedy training like you do. Right, exactly. Yeah, that kind of joke is. is only possible after spending thousands of dollars learning how to do comedy. At any specific institutions? or <laughs> Speaking of institutions, <laughs> Melissa. Yeah. Speaking of institutions. What are you here to talk about? I'm here to talk about... OCD. OCD as OCD. in Orbitry Candy Dish. Yeah. Yeah. The Orbitry Candy Dish. <laughs> it's an orbiting candy dish mm-hmm. uh, that goes around and provides various candies to people in need. And the thing is, most people don't know about it. And that's right. why yeah. you're here I'm to talk about it. I'm going to raise awareness. <laughs> <laughs> OCD as in Obsessive the... Compulsive Disorder. Mm. Yay. How exciting. <laughs> Do you have it, Melissa? Yes. Have you been diagnosed with one? I have, yeah. How old were you when you were diagnosed? diagnosed oh gosh, with I don't it? even know. Were you? Uh, bef- was be- before they switched from uh, He Man to Hyman, or after mm. they the boys? I feel like it was after that. Okay, okay. was. And uh, I know this is a sensitive topic, but feel free to not answer any of the questions we ask you. How how did you end up getting this diagnosis? Um, that's a good question because I don't fully. I don't fully remember that journey. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, it, I mean, it has been heavily in my life for a long time. And I, and as you're being very sensitive and saying that we're not trying to make light of it and be like, ha ha, OCD is so funny and not a big deal. It can be completely debilitating. Mm. Um, I think that it is underrated because there are sort of lighthearted ways in which it can sort of be helpful. Um, ways that it has helped you. But yeah, it uh, it definitely was presenting in my life. I've, and it's such a like complicated quote disorder mm. um, because there's no hard and fast rule about it. And it's like widely misunderstood and has to do with like personality and mm-hmm. brain chemistry you'll and hear, what have you. You'll hear a lot of people being like, Oh, I, I, I rearranged my DVDs this weekend because I'm so OCD. Yeah. Uh, I'm not offended by that. Even okay. though people lightly are like, I'm so OCD that I blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, you're probably not OCD. Mm-hmm. But do you think, this is just your speculation, of course, but do you think there's a lot of people out there who might have mild form of OCD and they just never were diagnosed with sure. it? Sure, sure. Because like if you have, you know, psychosis or like something maybe more hardcore like maybe it's like more obvious that you will find out that you need to get that help but maybe if you have mild form of ocd maybe it doesn't get ever diagnosed and you just suffer with it yeah I, and some people don't even need i mean you can figure out if you have it pretty easily i mean normally i would not advise anyone to take an online quiz to figure it out but um ocd quizzes are actually like very helpful because they're pretty comprehensive Um, And I think people who end up really needing the diagnosis and further help, which I've gotten like some throughout my life, but uh, I mean, we're talking is at another level of like hoarding and serious eating disorders. There's like a lot of Obsessive hand washing, right? Like that's something Mm -hmm. that comes to mind. There's like different categories of it. um, So, and we don't have to get too far into the weeds um, on that, but... Um, so I'm, is it an yeah. umbrella term? Do they, like, from what you know about it? There's a lot of things that fall under yeah. the umbrella of OCD that have to do with, like, control. So mm-hmm. there's, uh, like I said, hoarding. There's there's different um, categories. Um, so there's checking. There's one that is, um, oh, it's a term that has to do with the body. I can look it up quickly. But uh, um, I was looking it up earlier, and yeah, I don't remember it either. That includes, with uh, like, hand washing and things to do with the body. There's a lot of... There's a lot of different, um, that's why it's so complicated to talk about and, and diagnose and have like one specific treatment for, because a lot of times it takes like some medication along with some therapy or, you know, different things yeah. to implement throughout did, your life. Did you know that something was wrong? Like, or was it this test is more like a test that like you do because you're just doing a test? Like when you took the test, if, if that's what the diagnosis was, or was it? I feel like it just naturally happened because I was in therapy and was seeing doctor. I wasn't like, I'm very lucky in that I wasn't hoarding. I wasn't doing anything like going off the deep end, but I did have like serious control issues that did lead into, not to sound too basic, but did like lead into um, fixating on things and uh eating disorders and things like that that sort of like all of the combination of things in my life that were happening led to the therapist saying like oh this is ocd behavior oh wow Hmm. so it wasn't a thing where i was like doctor doctor help me why am i checking my locks 85 times a night Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but uh 
yeah that's sort of how it came about and so then did you do tests after the doctor said that yeah yeah but not anything um i mean it was pretty clear there wasn't like a need to do tests as much as there was like a need to talk about it and figure out what the remedy was that's interesting because it's it's this like i i am curious about that because when my therapist told me that based on what i told him from my childhood i definitely had an ocd like i never got into like figuring out like well do i have it now although i have a lot of compulsive things that i like do over and over that like when i tell my boyfriend about he's like what is going on like mm-hmm. like uh yeah like for example i and again i don't know what it is it could be ocd i don't know but i like when i look at the person i like immediately like start drawing their hair i don't know like like invisibly like with my like like in my head i don't know how to explain that okay but like every person i encounter i'm like immediately like dealing with their hair and like a very different and I, I don't know what that is i don't know what that is but it's hard to pin down too because there's a lot of like confusion with ocd and being anal retentive they like mm. like border on the line of and who knows for sure which one it, when i was younger in elementary school if someone was spelling if someone said a word i would like see it visualize like spell it above mm-hmm. my like that sounds similar love yeah like, again though i'm not like a so that, full doctor so i don't want to present myself as like an you're absolute a partial expert. doctor just <laughs> yeah. not a full doctor <laughs> yeah. i'm far i'm one third doctor <laughs> um, <laughs> two-thirds so, red-blooded american uh, sasha real quick i'd like to yeah. so let try if you can mm-hmm. explain this hair thing yeah i know it's weird so when i look at a person mm-hmm. like Sasha's looking at me I'm right looking now. at Steven right now. So he has hair. Like, I he do. has hair. He doesn't have alopecia. He does have hair that I see. He has a beard. He has hair on his head. And he has, like, eyebrows and he has um, uh, eyelashes. So he has all those things. And so in my mind, I like, like a, con- uh, how do you say, like, a, like, I draw it around, like a contour. Like, I contour that stuff. Like, I, like I isolate it. And I, like... Like, I see that as a separate thing from Steven. Like, I mean, we can just diagnose me, like, without being doctors all day. But this is a thing that happens constantly when I talk to anybody. So, like, in your mind, you're, like, mm-hmm. drawing an outline mm-hmm. around all the hair. Yeah, all the hair. It's like it's like I'm, like, dealing with that hair. Like, while, while I'm still, like, fully immersed, fully, like, you know, fully immersed <laughs> in the conversation. Mm-hmm. But then I'm also drawing the hair and, the, like, the eyelashes and, and the eyebrows. What and do you mean uh, drawing? Like, what are you seeing in I your mind? I almost, like, then? feel like I'm holding a pen or, like, I'm using my index finger to, like, draw it out. But I'm not really doing it. But, like, right now just I'm doing it just to yeah, show Yeah, right now Steven. Sasha's doing it, but <laughs> usually she's not. Nice. I've never seen her do this before. No, so. but usually it's happening in my head, like, I'm... I'm doing it like in imagine. I'm imagining doing it. That, there you go. What about my therapist body doesn't hair. know about it. Body hair. Like if you're watching a movie and someone like has their shirt off. Like Robin Williams was a famous very like, hairy man. Definitely, definitely stands out. Definitely with yeah. the drawing that shit. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. you? Does this make you mm-hmm. more observant if someone gets a haircut? I am definitely the first person in the room always to call out someone's haircut now okay. that you're saying it. Like to Sean, like our teammate Sean. The moment like his head just starts entering the door, I'm like, nice haircut. <laughs> like, So again, I'm, I'm not saying this is just to you know reiterate. I'm not saying this is something that uh, is OCD, but I'm saying about compulsive thing that I know I do constantly. 
and I also count all like the squares and like all the like things around me like like I'm always very aware of like how many squares and like what are they ha- what's happening to them and like I'm like very aware where they're located and like I like I don't know how to explain that but I'm like very connected to all the squares around me too mm. and you know I've been diagnosed with with depression and anxiety and there's quite a bit of mental illness in my family um but um but like this is almost like not debilitating in the sense to me like to me that Mm -hmm. i like it's not doesn't stand out and it's probably i've never probably lived without it like i don't remember myself not doing it so i never like seeked help for it so this is just an example of me like saying that there's something's going on in my brain what is it i don't know i do it all the time like in the periphery somewhere and you know I don't know, good or bad, probably not great because it's taking up some space in my brain, but that's what's happening. Uh, Melissa, can I ask how your OCD presents itself? Oh, man. Yeah, you can ask. Um, Good, because I did. Great. (laughs) Also, side note, um, the type of OCD that you're talking about is uh, that you were talking about with hand washing is contamination, which is where like you get in like worry about germs or what that's like obsessive hand washing and things like that. Again, I don't want to get too far into the terminology of anything, so I don't want to say anything incorrect since I'm not any type of expert. Not I'm a only full an expert in my own doctor. Um, <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I'm one third doctor. Yeah. Uh, so I throughout my life it has I have checking, which is like um. You have to check the locks and you have to check. Mm-hmm. I like if I'm alone, I have to check. <laughs> so embarrassing. People hiding in the closet. <laughs> okay. Under the bed. I'll do it like in a very specific order mm-hmm. so that in case someone is hiding in my house, they wouldn't be able to like run and hide into another spot. I'll like do mm. it in a specific order that doesn't mm. allow that. <laughs> and that's a new house that you're in. So Yeah, I haven't have, had to do it as much to... in this house because mm-hmm. I feel um safer and I'm like the layout is a bit different. And you are living now with your boyfriend. Boyfriend. Yeah. Shout um, out. Shout out. Shout, shout out to out. Zach. Shout outs to Zach. <laughs> um Zach Braff, the Zach. star of Scrubs. <laughs> um he that l- is not my boyfriend. <laughs> he left Florence Pugh for <laughs> Melissa Hyman. <laughs> Gossip update. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have checking. That's, um, I'll have to like check the locks. And that's very annoying. I've seen my mom do a lot of, but again, don't know if my mom has OCD, but my mom would never leave the apartment without like try- trying to break in. Mm-hmm. Like she would lock the door and then she would try to break <laughs> in. Like she she's like a bigger, bigger lady. And she would like go like her whole body, like hit the door with her body. Like she body slam it a couple of times to make sure like, the door doesn't break, like nobody can break in. And she would be aware, she'd be like, I just have to check it like It's a very times. annoying. It's very, when you're, especially when you're aware of it, there have been times, especially if I'm stressed and it comes out, um, I have to like check the door and then go back and check the door and go back. And I'm like, oh, Melissa, are you kidding me? The door is locked. Like, mm-hmm. I checking. So do you not remember or is it like? No, I know I did it. Okay. Like, I know yeah, that yeah, yeah. I did you it. Just it's not check. a worry. It's just like, check. oh, I got to make sure it is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other aspects of that, like car door. Um, if something has to be done, like making sure that the uh, rear view mirror are, is in exact alignment mm. with the um, the like back window as yeah. much as possible. It I can't like be too. like tilted. Mm. 
Um, other things, when I'm in a hurry, I'm counting my steps in my head. I don't know why. Hmm. I do that. It's again, weird. I, I, yeah. I'm not trying to, you know, join your party. You but I, I'm like, this is <laughs> very familiar. Join the party. It's counting. Not I'm like, how many steps is it going to take me to walk from here to from A to B? And I like want to know. Like, Oh, I don't have that. Okay. I, it's just You're if just I'm in a hurry. You're just counting to count. It just happens. And mm-hmm. I didn't, it was happening forever and I didn't even know that yeah. it was happening. But if I'm in a hurry, it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. nine, nine, especially mm-hmm. if it, there's stairs involved. Um, mm-hmm. Now you have a Fitbit. That'll do it for you. Oh, I know. But no, it won't. Because <laughs> <laughs> I won't know like when I'm in a hurry. <laughs> there's other things and it has been debilitating in the past, but mm. luckily it isn't anymore. Like I said, like there have been times when. There's intrusive thoughts, which is a part of it. There's like magical thinking, magical is what thinking. it's called, oh which is my where God. if I don't do this one thing, this other thing will happen. Yeah, I have that. I'm very lucky in that it hasn't, um, it hasn't like been so debilitating mm-hmm. that I'm not like convinced if I don't close this um, cabinet drawer, my mom will die. Like that's a serious. Mm-hmm. That's a serious, that would be a serious thing. I, I can quickly, if I may quickly interfere, like when I was little, so my dad was like an alcoholic and he would drink a lot and I would constantly was afraid that he would die. And so I created this like thing of, I would look for cars that have license plates where we have like two or better more the same numbers in them. Mm-hmm. And like, I would make a wish for him to live. That's so sad. That is the saddest thing. It's a little girl. And I would be constantly like, oh, like the car number, like license plate, like three, eight, seven, four, three, like, three, like I'd be like three, three is like time to make like, a, like a make that wish. And I would like constantly ma- magical. That like, is very interesting. I still keep track of all license plates when I see them. I just don't make the wish. Too late. Spoiler alert. <laughs> He's died. So sad. Mm. But I did do like the numbers and I would like like be obsessive about the numbers. Yeah. Again, I don't know what it was, but I'm just saying like how... It's interesting to talk patterns, about. It's patterns. interesting to think about too because some people never think that way and then other people's brains are structured in a way that's like zeroed in on. Mm-hmm. I just noticed your phone is in... Uh, it says 1536. It's a... Uh, military Military time. time. Is there... What's going on? Uh, I like it. Did you enlist? <laughs> Are you joining the Space Force? Because I love I... military time. I grew up with military yeah, time. Yeah, that's more internationally yeah, used, right? I'm the 24 excited. hour clock. Well, not to brag, but I did go to school in Paris. Um, uh, how was Paris? Amazing. Uh, Parle français? Uh, oui. Mm-hmm. Je parle français. But um, it's been a long time. If I had to write a letter, I'd be in big trouble. But I can still understand it and speak it. I uh, did four years of French in high school and was originally a French lit major. Anyway, I went to college out there. They used the 24-hour clock. And then when I moved back, I was a news editor. And I worked overnight. Um, and because I worked overnight, I had to sleep during the day. And so I had blackout mm. curtains. You were a news editor? I, I was a editor producer at cnn so kind of a news oh your job was cooler Uh i i had like the most stressful boring um editing like financial earnings was like high stress and like mcdonald's would be on the phone with you and if you like missed a decimal point they could like incorrectly report their earnings it was not Mm. uh there was other cool things about it but um because i worked overnight then during the daytime if i woke up at like three because you're so disoriented, if you work overnight, you have no idea like what time of day it is. Mm-hmm. So I just like, are you naturally switched. early birdie? No, no. 
Mm-hmm. But if but if you're like, I would have to switch back and forth over the weekends. Mm-hmm. So like if I would wake up yeah. at 3 o'clock, I wouldn't know if it was 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. or 3 p.m. Yeah, but that helps. So I stayed with mm-hmm. the uh, 24 hour clock. And now I just think it's cooler. Now yeah, I just that's like why I noticed it because like it was it cool. Better, man. It was cool right it, there. It's part of my level of cool. <laughs> let's 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 see what's the positive here like what's yeah, the, yeah what's so the... that's the thing is like there's like the light-hearted side of it right which is like i always know my doors are locked mm-hmm. like i'm not gonna be in somewhere hey like in a restaurant be like oh gosh did i lock the car doors because mm-hmm. even if i have that thought i'm like knowing me there's truly no freaking way that i <laughs> How does lock Zach my feel car about it he he is just like whatever (laughs) he's like yeah he's also like way more laid back about things too he's like that's probably fine and i'm like it's not fine Mm -hmm. but i know that i locked my door um i know that like no one's hiding under my bed Mm -hmm. (laughs) i know um but in other ways it also serves as like um like a life guiding type thing because I think sometimes people get really stressed out about things and they don't realize they're stressed or you get too involved in something or too um, like wrapped up in the stress of your life or job or whatever. And when that happens for me, it starts to trigger like OCD behaviors. It starts to like, I'll start to fixate on something or I'll be like, oh my gosh, I have to rearrange the furniture or if I'm like researching online like a purchase I'm like oh I have to have like the perfect I'll start to fixate on something and it sort of acts as like a guiding path for me to be like oh to another part of your brain to realize okay something else is going on something's wrong like something else in my life is making me more stressed that's like causing this thing to flare up so dealing with like for me at least dealing with like the ocd aspect of it tends to be sort of a a band-aid fix because i it's not like oh i don't it's not about the locks anymore i don't need to like control myself from how many times i check the locks it's more like oh what else is happening in my life that i need to like find balance so that i'm not triggered in this way Hmm. um when i'm home alone i walk around on my tippy toes if i'm home alone and there's only animals, for example. So I know there's other animals because I have a bunch of animals. I have cats, dogs. I walk around the house on the tippy toes because I need to know if there's somebody in the house or tries to break in. Like not in the in the active way that I'm like listening in, but I trust that I will hear exactly. If I'm walking around, I'm like, I'm like not like in that like stealthy way then like moving around you're like, the house. You're like, so for you, walking <laughs> around on your tiptoes like heightens your other yeah, 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 yeah. Like, aware, like yeah. senses of awareness. Yeah, I'm like, I'm on my tiptoes. I'm like ready to engage. <laughs> You're like a ninja yeah. in your house if you're yeah. by yourself. Your fast twitch muscles are... I am uh, ready to, like I'm mm. ready to get out there and like, like, like if I need to run or fight or whatever, I feel like that's like, it just keeps me up like, 42 percent more ready to do something i mean there's a way to look at that right there's like a uh, a way to look at it as like oh well you're paranoid or like that's a thing but i'm not actually thinking that somebody's in the house i'm just but like the positive way to look at it is like you're gonna be ready if somebody that's what i'm saying that's what it made me think of because i'm like yeah and yeah if somebody was like click like I dropped the fork. I'm, a, I'm you know, I'm about like to Like a cat, you're ready to spring I'm into ready action. to spring. I'm ready to do something. I think that's the same, similar thing with me where um, I also have like that heightened sense of like, I'm checking my mirrors all the time. I'm very aware of what's going on when I'm driving. I'm like, 
much more in tune with what's going on around me. Do you and listen to any music or books or yeah, you unpurpose? Okay. I do, but if okay. I'm super focused, like mm-hmm. on the way here, I got lost and I got panicked and I immediately turned off my podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that's another thing. And again, I'd like I feel like we could venture into what's the difference between being anal retentive or uptight and OCD. It, Like, I just want to be clear. I'm not trying to say like these behaviors are 100% OCD, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, I mean, I do the same thing where I have like heightened awareness, but I also am like, oh, I'm less likely to get in a car wreck mm-hmm. because I know what these other motherfuckers are doing on the are trying to at least. Or if I see somebody swerve, um, sometimes Zach is driving, and I'm like, are you watching the roads? Oh, <laughs> you don't get me started on how man drives. But um, it is interesting. It doesn't save you though from getting lost. Because you do seem to get lost still. It's true. I have very <laughs> limited uh, spatial awareness. Spatial with a T, I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm yeah. very, like, challenged. Even with GPS, I'm like, la, 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 where am I going? <laughs> Steven, what about you? Is everything healthy? Like, how are you? How are you doing? I just want to check in. Yeah. Like, do you have any behaviors that you don't know what they mean, like, in the grander scheme of things? Mm, I don't I don't think so. I, nothing I would attribute to any kind of quote-unquote mental illness or anything mm-hmm. like that you know i have some obsessive behaviors i you know i do organize all my dvds uh <laughs> you're that guy that you, i'm the you? person i was yeah. referencing earlier. how do you or- like what's your organization category alphabetical but also by uh preference uh you know like i i can have multiple categories how much i like something uh I, usually if I'm sorting things, I'll have like an A group, a B group, and a C group. And like the A group, those are the ones that that are most important. Wow. I think that's just good organization. But also I'm not organized the, outside. Steven's house doesn't look like, like you know, everything is that way. Thank you, Sasha, yeah. for telling everyone that my apartment is a mess. But the DVDs, uh, like, Steven cares about movies a lot. So, right. you know. I Yeah, I like to organize things that are fun to organize like pots and pans are not fun to no, organize but like i i agree dvds that. video games uh i also make a lot of lists uh oh, like lists. on I'm a list i have, I have a lot have of spreadsheets lists. shout out to lists uh, yeah. i have a few lists running as we speak yeah. in my head i have a lot of spreadsheets of just sorting things uh, excel or numbers Uh, what's your Google poison? Sheets what's your oh, yeah, wow, wow. because yeah what's your poison uh, in terms of spreadsheets yeah I guess I I am in numbers but uh yeah, but yeah. I have lists I do outline form lists mm, like those. in notes mm, I mm-hmm. have my books organized by color and height that's nice. interesting I do like height even though I don't have any books but when it was originally like I did that I did height yeah but that's cool for a while I had the apps on my phone sorted by color oh. but Wow! As, as they wow, get, as new ones get added, they you know the that's impressive. Yeah, I and I th- honestly a lot of this stuff like the the list making yeah. and all that, a lot of the times is just out of boredom. Like I have nothing else to do, so let me 
I don't know. Let me bring order to some part of my yeah, life. Yeah, I don't think it's it's like a tricky, like slippery slope to be. I think that's like why people always say, "Oh, I'm so OCD. Sure. I make lists." Like OCD doesn't. Yeah, there's levels of it, right? Like if you mm-hmm. make lists, you might be, but you might also just be like a well-organized person or somebody who exactly needs right. lists. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. It's. It's. An obsessive behavior, but not a compulsive behavior. Mm. Mm. You I like, know, that. like it's something that I I do uh, consciously like to do a lot, but it's not something that I need to do uh, or that I feel like I need to do. So I I wouldn't call it OCD. And I he's the closest to doctor we have in the room too, Stephen, because he has <sighs> bachelor's with, in biology. So oh. in that sense, in science, you're like a though. half a doctor. He's like a half well, a doctor. Oh, okay. My third. I am a total zero. <laughs> I, I I just recently found out how you know babies are made. That's true. Congratulations. Yeah. Eggs and sperm. I mean, there's it's an important development in life. It's insane. That. It's yeah. sick. <laughs> it is in gross. a good way or a bad way? <laughs> like sick, like nineties skateboard culture i think or? i think which, which is coming back that express but yes i think i think like it's yeah, i think yeah, it's I, sick i think it's sick i think the way the human body works is pretty sick yeah uh until i it's love sick. thinking about until that. it's sick and then it's not sick Ugh. it's both um i did take one of these quizzes that you're talking about nice and it, I, for, for today or just prior just right now, after Melissa brought it up. Got it. I did it on my phone. Mm-hmm. I saw you yeah, yeah, being that's busy. That's what I was doing. Oh, okay. Well, so it goes zero to seven, OCD is unlikely. Uh, eight to 11, OCD is probable. 12 and up, OCD is likely. I got a six. So, unlikely. So, I feel pretty confident. Unlikely, but slowly creeping towards... <laughs> I'm near that edge. <laughs> a little your way <laughs> up the ladder to join the club. If you start counting those alleges on the ladder, then you know you're mm. going to hit that sweet eight <laughs> yeah. you're in it. Yeah, you know, I, I there's, there is some mental illness in my family, mostly probably undiagnosed. The cousin? Oh, Hyman Bratspis? <laughs> um, no, I well, not that I know of. Okay. So and again, I'm I, not I even fully sure if he's if he he's the one that died or not. Mm-hmm. So uh, I can't say for sure. I I don't. I hope I don't he, know. I hope he's alive. Like literally, that's that's all I have to say. I do too. Not a way to find out. Um. But like. Some things are better just to get... <laughs> it's like the cat in the box thing. Like, yeah. if you don't open the box, you don't know it's dead. Yeah. So... It's Schrodinger's uncle. Oh, cousin. Cousin. Schrodinger's. Cousin. He's my cousin, not my uncle. Uh, he's just o- o- really old. Hence the possibility of being dead. Yeah. All old people are simultaneously in a condition of death or life. And it's not until I guess you, you call them on the phone. Anyone, though. But all people but are. specifically old people okay well how is um i don't know what helps you what helps you melissa oh man uh what helps me is uh i did hypnotherapy for a while mm. and that was greatly helpful so it worked uh, for you yeah like the, the getting hip hypnode you yeah. got hypnode yeah a lot and it was great were you sorry That's were okay. you skeptical of the hypnotism at all going into yeah. it yeah and it still took yeah, I well, because I didn't really know what it what it was, and when you hear hypnotherapy, you're like, oh, am I not gonna have any control over? Like, am I not gonna be aware of what's happening? Mm-hmm. And it's not like that at all. What is it like, if you don't mind? You are aware of what's happening, and the way that like it was first explained to me is if you imagine the the brain as a circle, and then um, about a third of the way down, <laughs> you draw like a line. 
And that top part would be like your conscious mind where all of your thoughts are like your list making and all the stuff you have to do. Like I've got to go to the store. I'm going to do laundry and everything else. All the chatter that's in your brain. And then the rest of your brain is all the subconscious stuff. Um, basically putting your body in that relaxed of a state sort of relaxes that line that's between the conscious and the subconscious. So all that sort of chatter up there and all of the lists and all of the stresses kind of just go away and you're relaxed enough that you can kind of access what's really good. Well, that's what I meditated before this podcast today because I had a lot of chatter Mm -hmm. because a lot's going on, guys. A lot is going on. <laughs> I mean, some things I can't even disclose, but a lot of stuff is going NDA, on. NDA, NDA, stuff. NDA, and uh, and I needed to like because I do transcendental meditation. I mm-hmm. do TM, and TM for me, literally, I always feel like there's like a point where you like chatter, 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 and then like there's literally a drop where you like like you just go in the bubble and like all the noise, like everything becomes like kind of deaf, like like you you can't hear like underwater, you know, and mm-hmm. you just like and you. Uh, you know, those things get like worked through and like, like you worked through that, that crust yeah. and you're underwater and, and this water is much softer and like things are more fuzzy and it's just more comfortable to be. And that's where I'm at like right now because I did that. So that sounds kind of similar feeling for hypnotherapy. Yeah. And then, then someone's just sort of talking you, I mean, again, I don't want to, I'm only a third doctor, so I don't want to, Not a half uh, like yeah, be an expert, like sound like an expert here, but, um, you have someone sort of guiding you through like specific either behaviors or things that you want to talk about. And I actually did it for quite a while. Like I did it after the passing of my father, which really helped. I did it with a bunch of different things. And at first I was like, what is this? And then I was like, I don't fully understand it, but I'm on board. So yeah. So how many times do you think you've done hypnotherapy? Oh, I've man. done it only once. Like I've done ma- it a lot. I've done... Like 100, I, 200? No, probably. Yeah. I think I went like once a week or mm-hmm. every other week for probably six to eight months for a while. Yeah. Like, And then after that, off and on. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, what's, how many 50s. weeks are We're there? We're in 50s. <laughs> I don't know. But that's... that's There's 52 <laughs> weeks in a year. <laughs> that's you, sorry. Stephen. As a half doctor, I'm yeah. qualified to <laughs> say that. <laughs> But there's other like sort of aspects that um, I think other people might find or I'm sure do find annoying that I'm like, you know what? Screw you guys because it's great. So like if I have to find something, if I have to order something online, I will research it until kingdom come. I will like. So not just sometimes like you mentioned, like it it would most likely buying Christmas or whatever gift. Yeah, it is all the time (laughs) if i have to buy a vacuum but then i learn so much more about vacuums and how they work so like when i bought a juicer i like had to i couldn't i can't just buy a thing i have to know that it's the perfect thing and again that like might border on ocd and that might border on just being anal retentive or it might all be the one the same thing but it's like my brain and how it's working um and it's annoying it like prevented us from getting a couch for three additional <laughs> weeks and there was a point it's a big, it's a big purchase <laughs> yeah and there was a point when my boyfriend was like just get a fucking couch and i had to be like okay fine fine and then i'm trying to think of like other ways that it it like has a lot to do with my eating it's like i won't eat certain shapes hmm. of things oh i want to hear about that it's very annoying um I won't eat certain textures together, but I specifically won't eat anything. 
Anything that's like small and round. Small and round. No berries for you. Uh, it depends on the berry, but I have problems with seeds. Hmm. But I will not eat blueberries unless they're pureed. Um, mm. But that's like the size limit. So it's no peas. Choke, like, I don't know. Don't know. I okay, don't got know. it. Mm-hmm. No pomegranate air rolls for no. you. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything else you want to say about OCD? Any final thoughts on the topic? You, you know, personally, yeah, experience. I guess it's a relief to know that it's like the way that your brain works, which I think is true of like any mental, quote, illness. But... um yeah, I guess it's just sort of like a, a way that guides me, that lets me know something else is wrong. But it also is like, if you have all of these behaviors or if you have something, somebody's like, oh, you're so OCD, you're so anal retentive. I'm like, yeah, I am. And it's cool. And here's why. Because I'm going to do this thing better than you, more thoroughly than you. The vacuum cleaner I buy you is that I buy is going to be better than yours. My couch is going to be cooler than yours. <laughs> Not really, but like... Is OCD part of you, part of Melissa? I guess. Can you imagine Melissa as she exists now without it? Yeah, but it's hard. It's like this laid back version of me that would just, um, you'll have to forgive me, I just moved. So things like assembling furniture and buying vacuums are heavily on Mm -hmm. my mind. But like somebody who would just assemble furniture on the ground without putting like a towel underneath it to like, <laughs> and all of a sudden it would get like scratched like that melissa is in a parallel universe probably like chilled out and smoking weed on the regular mm. see that's interesting because you immediately imagine like the opposite like the pole the polar opposite right of the organized yeah. person so you, there's no like middle ground for you that reminds me of like so when i was depressed i well, when I was like, I still have depression, but I was depressed and I was like, I should start taking uh, antidepressants. And I spoke to like my good friend, but he would also admit to anxiety and depression. And he was like, I don't want to take anything because I feel like it would make me a different person. Mm. And I don't want to be like, I'm like, I'm holding on to how creative I am and how I make like how I push myself to be creative every day and to get shit done. And he's like, I'm worried that actually i will eliminate by eliminating anxiety i would also eliminate the drive to be creative <clears throat> and i was like that's nonsense dude and so i started taking antidepressants and i was taking them for like three years and overall i didn't like them uh i liked them in the beginning every time because they give you like the sense of euphoria but like for me it was um also like it made me gain weight and it just made me kind of like eat when I'm not hungry and made me like do, do like things for me that like were like kind of fighting my creativity and so for me I was like let's see what happens if I go off of them first of all it was so hard to go off of medication but then I came out of it and you know started whatever doing more yoga meditation doesn't matter but I felt like for me it was like coming back and like finding like Sasha like without medication like, you know, like, but also with my baggage that I have, the anxiety and depression, like welcoming it back and being like, well, yeah, like that's who I am. And anxiety and depression is also who I am. And like where I am right now, it's easier for me to deal with it without drugs. And and I don't, I don't know. So the, to me, I identify almost who I am and my creativity with also having depression and anxiety. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, 
I think it's interesting because I think we tend to think of ourselves in like black and white terms of like, I'm this way, this is who my fundamental person is. And I guess, I, like, how can one ever know that? There's always like different versions of ourselves. We behave completely insanely if we fall madly in love with someone, right? And that's like a version Same. of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a version of us that like exists when we're depressed. There's a version of us that exists when we're running late. Um, I also have a, Get a friend. Get freeways. <laughs> yeah, that version is a panicked mess that was <laughs> mm-hmm. me about an hour ago. Um, I have a friend who's also like dealing with the same thing and doesn't want to go on any medication because he's like, I, doesn't, I don't want to change who I am. I don't want to change who I am. And I'm kind of like, well, but who you are is not serving. Like this version of you is not serving, is not like, serving you you know like it's not helping you become anything if you have to deal with all these other things so it's not going to fundamentally change and if it does yeah i mean that's a whole other conversation but i think for sure it's interesting so i don't know if i would be like the polar opposite and i don't know if i fully identify with it because there are things where i'm like i don't care just do that throw it away whatever there are things that do not even fall into the ocd box that don't make sense it's not like every little thing but it is a big part of who i am and i don't even realize it until it's like 3 a.m and i've like researched something about you know what happens to your hair structurally sure. like if you get a perm versus sure, sure. if you curl like, like I've go down those websites i mean look it's underrated. My personal OCD <laughs> is underrated in society. And I think it's high time that people give it a higher rating on Yelp. If you go on Yelp under Melissa Hyman's OCD, mm-hmm. H-E-I-M-A-N, <laughs> apostrophe yeah. S, Hyman, not like the vagina. <laughs> if you go on Yelp, please give it a five-star rating. Is that your rating for your OCD? Do we do ratings one to ten on this show uh, or one to five? Usually how we do it, we do one to ten. We, we make a scale. So, like, a 10 is your favorite uh, <laughs> mental uh, illness. I, I'm going to abstain because, you know, I, I'm i privileged enough to, to, to not. I would rate. I'm privileged enough to not have anything to say this episode. <laughs> I don't have OCD, so it's hard for me to imagine what would it compare to. You know, I can only rate my depression, but then I don't even know what to rate it against. Like, yeah, my I don't anxiety. know what to rate. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what to rate. I guess if I were to choose other. my anxiety and my depression, <laughs> I would put my anxiety at like uh, a six because mm-hmm. sometimes it makes me get shit done. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And like, I would put my depression at like two because mm-hmm. it just sucks. But very then like, very few positives. Very few positives. You know, maybe the, the reason it's not one is that for me, maybe sometimes it's good to just lay in bed, which I don't do a lot. I don't lay in bed a lot, just like passively. But like maybe if I'm depressed, that's what I, I do. Hmm. So maybe that's why it's not one. But overall, I'll take my anxiety over my depression. If I rate my <laughs> my personal, Melissa's OCD, mm-hmm. yeah. one to 10 rating, mm-hmm. a moderate OCD, under control for the most mm-hmm. part manageable manageable mm-hmm. and I, I sometimes even beneficial like in a yeah, minor yeah yeah i'm gonna say there's a, a flexible rating <laughs> okay of a four to a six 
Sometimes a seven, oh. sometimes a three. This is a very flexible. The couch is like a seven. It's like it, a bell curve. If it has to do with like purchasing home items, yeah, it's like up there. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. hey man, this. Yeah. But if it's looking for a man under your bed, like I'm assuming it's a man. It then it's annoying. Woman. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it is a man. Yeah. Um, it's not, I'm not like looking for <laughs> spirits, but I do know how to sage a house. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. <laughs> Guys, Wait, why I'm do you know how to sage a house? Because I thought that my house, my house I lived in before, this one felt very um, haunted. Mm-hmm. It was like creepy and scary. Oh, wow. So you buy sage, but then of course I was going to be there. like, I'm not just going to like burn sage around. I have to know exactly how to do it. So I found the method. <laughs> I'm going to hate myself after this. Did, <laughs> did you feel uh, more comfortable in the space after doing yeah. that? Well, then it worked. Yeah. Thank you, Melissa. Yeah, yeah thank you so thanks. much for coming. And talking about such a personal topic. Yeah. Steven. Uh, yeah. Um, Steven. Uh, Steven. Uh, you got anything uh, that you want to talk about that you want our listeners to shut up and talk about? Yeah. Uh, so we've been talking a little bit about OCD. And sometimes when you have OCD, you might focus on the rules. Another uh character who focuses on rules this now feels like an insensitive transition that i'm making but uh, uh like the character brahms from brahms colon the boy 2 a new horror movie that is currently out in theaters sequel to the boy from 2015 uh you may remember the trailers of the boy a uh, woman becomes a nanny and a British estate, and when she gets there, she finds out she is the nanny to a porcelain doll. And uh, there are many rules involved in uh, taking care of Brahms. That first movie is all right. It's all right. It's an all right horror movie. The sequel just came out. I think it has like 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. I liked it. Saw it last night. Uh, it it uh, takes all of the assumptions that you have from watching the first movie all the twists involved in that film and kind of flips them around and finds a new way to examine all these new uh, characters in relation to Brahms the porcelain doll Um, so I think listeners you should go out and shut up and love Brahms the boy too Sasha how about you Sticking with the horror genre, I recommend Mr. Pickles on Adult Swim. It's a short animated show. It's about a boy and his dog, but the twist is like the dog is this satanic, um, like murderous border collie that just kills everybody. But it's also very nice to his boy. And Mr. Pickles is the name of the Border Collie. But it's just so out there. I love that show. Melissa, do you have anything? Yeah, I think that uh, we should shut up and um, start talking about and start appreciating Simply Cheetos. Hmm. Um, They're like the supposed healthy version of Cheetos because they're Simply Cheetos. They don't have like the orange. They're like cheddar flavored. And let me just say... I don't eat Cheetos. I have like a lot of shame about even buying chips in an LA grocery store, God forbid. (laughs) And man, those things are good. They're not like super healthy. They're definitely probably chemical laden. But you don't get the like orange bullshit on your fingers. Mm -hmm. They're like lighter. They're good. They're just a delight. They're Mm. so good. They're different. Um, If you're going to eat something that's like maybe not good for you instead of chips, you got to get those Simply Cheetos. They're great. 
All right. Awesome. Melissa, where can our listeners find you? You can find me in a couple of places. Great, okay? please. The NDA. first and most important is T-mail. every second and fourth <laughs> Thursday at Moving Arts Theater, uh, an improv show, direct to video. We improvise movies. You may have heard this plugged on the show before, but um, never like this, guys. <laughs> Go. Moving Arts, Los Angeles. Um, I also got to do, uh, for Harper's Bazaar, a little sketch, a piece of sketch comedy with... Um, Noah Centennial, is that how you say his last name? Oh, yeah. From He's the, the internet's boyfriend. Yeah, from all the, to all the boys I've loved before. Yeah, that very handsome guy. So if you go on Harper's Bazaar, that's there, and you can, you know, see me. Uh, how? What would they search? Is there a... Uh, just Noah Centennial and okay. Harper's Bazaar. It, like, just came out. You can follow me on Instagram. <laughs> My Instagram handle is Avec Melissa. Whatever. Mm. Don't it doesn't matter. It's French. Deal it with is, it. It is, yeah. It's like with Melissa, but in French. So it's Avec Melissa. Aww. Cute. Anyway, yeah, I'm trying to think about if I have anything. But most importantly, guys, go see those improvised movies. <laughs> and give some money. laughs. Give some laughs. Yeah. Claps? Some claps? Mm-hmm. That's clap, the least you could do. But no give. clap. Clap? Is it old words for gonorrhea? Mm-hmm. The clap. The oh, clap. the clap. Yeah. Thank you, Carlton Gillespie, for your videos. Thank you, Andrew Hayworth, for our theme music. Thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for artwork. Thank you, Jay Hunter, for production support. And thank you for listening. listening.